0: Maybe. So I think, I think we're live. I think we're, <coughs> we're live. Is it recording right now? It is recording right now. This is our first podcast, Greg. It is our very first podcast. It yeah. may be our last. We'll see
1: what <laughs> It uh, might be. It could be our first and last. Well, let's start with introductions. I like My name it. is Jonathan Addington. Greg Brizendine. That's how you say it. We mm. had a competition mm. in the car,
0: mm.
1: and we I, came up with some wonderful ways to pronounce your name.
0: I think that according to the rules of standard English, it should be Brizendine. mm mm-hmm. uh, I believe I had a grumpy ancestor who went with Brizendine. Um, that's all I know. We were doing Gregory Brizendine and other <laughs> exciting ways to it. Adding affectations that. and things. Of course. I'm down with that, yeah, because I support it, it, that choice. It come from
1: any, any country.
0: Exactly. From any country. <laughs> i got to figure out how to manage coughing. Uh, so where do you want to start today? We're coming to you... Coming to you we're not sure who you are. Whoever you are, we're Welcome. coming to you from beautiful Palm Springs, California, uh, Palm Springs uh, on Jan- February the 2nd. Oh my goodness. Happy February. Cheers. Uh, in the year of our Lord, 2023. Some Lord, the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and,
1: and we're very excited to, to, to be doing this together. Uh, Greg and I have uh, been uh, friends here for a little while. And as he is uh, one of the most fascinating people I've met, then we just wanted to spend time uh, together and I'm finding any way I can do it. And
0: I said, how about a podcast? Cause that gets my time with you for like an hour, which is super cool. Yeah. It super uh, cool. and similarly, uh, Jonathan and Andrea have become great friends of mine and Jonathan is super interesting and fun. And so this seemed like a great way to, you know, explore and have fun and yeah. see what we want to do. So I'm just looking at our levels. Do you want to play a little bit back and, and see what yeah, happens? Let's do that. Okay. All right, we're getting going again here. Okay, Q Jingle. Cue Jingle. There it is. Welcome back. I'm Greg. I'm Jonathan. We are going to talk today about food. Food. Yeah. We both love to cook. We do. I think, I suspect Jonathan is a better cook than I am, at least from the photographic evidence. It should be commented, by the way, that Andrea is a better documenter of food and food-related experiences than I will ever be. Well, yeah, either of us. So right. I've, I've seen more evidence of Jonathan's cooking than I think he's seen of mine. Uh, that's fair. What have you made lately that's interesting?
1: That's a great question. So, you know, I like to use... I'm a, I'm a, I, I, I was raised in a house that r- wasted nothing. Hmm. And so I, I put to use really everything that we have. And Andrea has this habit... Andrews, my wife, uh, has this habit of uh, buying things that I would never purchase for myself. And then I have to figure out interesting ways to use product that, and things and, <clears throat> and taste and flavors and profiles that I'm, I'm not used to. So uh, what do we do? Um, we both, besides food, we both enjoy bread. So one of the more interesting things that I made was breakfast the other day. And I had baked uh, bread and there's a, a seasoning, everything bagel. Yeah. Seasoning. Yeah. Put that on top of it. And I made little tiny, um, sandwich sized muffin, like muffin things, like little biscuits almost. Um, and then I could cut in half and then I made breakfast sandwiches. And so we had, um, it was cream cheese. Andrea had some smoked salmon capers, uh, some thinly sliced red onion. Um, and then I uh, poached eggs.
0: I have a lot of questions. Tell me more about the bread. Is this a yeasted bread?
1: This is the sourdough. Yeah. So this, this is, is the, the sourdough, sourdough
0: yeasted bread. Yeah. But you just made small sort of bun-sized rolls, <clears throat> is what I'm hearing. Or was Absolutely. this a loaf? Yeah. Or no,
1: a little loaf. tiny little bun-sized rolls. So yes. I, I so I cut my. Typically, when I when I make it, you have a larger. Uh, what do you even call it? The thing the you roaster? bake – The Roaster. It's a roaster. It's technically, a roaster, but yeah. I making it. Yeah. Uh, than than I do. So my loaves are typically you know. Smaller, and I use half of the the product, the dough that I have available, and then I would make a second loaf. And I just didn't feel like making a second loaf, right? I'm like, let's get out of this.
0: Oh, right. So on.
1: I said, let. So I cut it up into small little six little small balls, mm-hmm. and then I, I made six little sandwich sized. And, and, and it was great, and they went like gangbusters. We.
0: Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Now I here's the thing. They were thing. fantastic. I'll, tell me. So I'm, tell me about the crumb. So see, so okay, so you made little sandwich rolls, sort of oblong. Like the hot dog bun Almost like
1: a little brioche, like a little. Okay. Yeah. And they were, um, I tried to make them square. It didn't work out. Um, I don't have a a pan for it. And so I just took aluminum foil and I made like a little grate on a thing and put it in there and it just kind of flowed into it. But then they they kind of float over because, you know, it's alive and doing something. Right. And, And it does the thing. And then it bubbled up at the very top. Kind of like a a pizza would, right? It kind of of bubbled up the top, which means it didn't fit in the toaster well. So I had, we have a, I don't know if you have it for your, I think we have a very similar oven. For your, we have a griddle top. Sure. I don't have one of those. Put on top, griddle, a little butter. Okay. We just grilled the the
0: buns that way. (sighs) Sounds amazing. And then salmon and capers and cream cheese.
1: And red onion and a poached egg.
0: That sounds magic. So I did something similar last year, actually, in Seattle, Hmm. uh, I have a recipe for bagels. So I made homemade bagels. Um, And this is going to sound fancier than I think I am, but I'm just going to go with it. Um, I also had a smoker in my backyard in Seattle. So I, uh, salmon was on sale at Fred Meyer. So I smoked about 10 pounds of salmon and made homemade bagels. And so I had homemade bagels with Cream cheese and red onion and capers and smoked salmon that I had made, uh, and I missed out on the egg part. But and I was I basically sat alone in my home and and gorged myself oh my God, on this food. It was amazing. That's incredible. It was pretty great.
1: Yeah, I can I can see that. I personally when I envisioned this, I envisioned you shirtless interesting Um, all right and just letting everything happen yes and just enjoying this fully dribbling down my chest yeah you you are you have created something that took a thousand years of evolution of bread and capturing yeast and things and you like went back to that yes and just ate it capturing fish hanging it out to dry in the sun and think whatever all of that and
0: of humankind right there and just the barbarian horde and me having (laughs) bagels and smoked salmon (laughs) Yeah, that happened. That's I think you're right. You got I love it. it exactly. I love it. Yeah. That's
1: it. Yeah. Um that that's beautiful. That's Well, the only thing
0: that I've made, that was years ago. The only the recent thing that I've cooked, uh, I made chicken and dumplings. Oh. Yeah. Um, on. I had a craving. And actually you contributed carrots to that. If you don't know, you contributed carrots oh, to the chicken yeah, and dumplings. Yeah. Those are our favorite carrots. Um they were very good carrots. I chose the best. I you did actually. I see yeah. that. Uh we've had a little bit of rain and gloom here in Palm Springs, California. Oh, it's, been such a over the past. it's been a weird winter <laughs> over the past month or so. And so um, I just had this craving for comfort food. And so I, have things I've made, you know, I made a like uh baked pasta dish, you know, about a month ago. And I made oh, yeah. macaroni and cheese with shrimp. Oh, that was oh, crazy. Good. So good. made that a little while ago. And so I, I had this chicken and dumplings craving. So I went and bought all the stuff. I bought chicken and I bought, all the other things that you need. Um, and then I promptly got strep throat and didn't make it. Oh no. So it's just been waiting for me quietly in the freezer <clears throat> as things do. Yeah. So uh, I finally got it all out, Thawed a chicken, got the pots and pans, made the chicken and dumplings, made a vat, a vat of chicken <sighs> and dumplings. Um, and so I'll have it in the freezer for months to come, but yeah. it was quite good. And... Uh, it is possible to eat too much chicken, chicken and dumplings, it turns hmm. out. Um, had a big bowl, thought it was really good, had another big bowl, that was too much.
1: So, do you. Right. Because <laughs> the dumplings expand in your tummy. They and do. Yes, like,
0: that's exactly it. Yes. That's the right. Like one dumpling becomes
1: like five dumplings, and then you yes. have like, now with two bowls, you have like 11 dumplings in your body mm-hmm. and. The chicken's fighting for room, and it's a big Yes, mess. Yeah. 11
0: is exactly the right number, yes. And it's, and the yeast has gone crazy, and it's taken over. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> and
1: your, your yeast imbalance goes crazy. That's it does, right. yeah. yes. I love and it.
0: in the middle of all that discomfort from all those dumplings, I was still remarkably happy because of my well, experience with the chicken and dumplings. Kind of like relationships. Yes.
1: I can, it can be tumultuous, Just like and it can be too much, and I'm yes. like, you know, you're like... Like, you're being force-fed like the geese that they get. And you're just all the terrible stuff. But then you're like, yeah, that was all right. That was all right. Yeah. I still feel, I feel good. Still good. Like, of the game. I do it again.
0: Yeah, there it is. I would do it again. I would make this chicken and dumplings again.
1: All right. Now, I want to learn a little bit more about your... Because in a chicken... The chicken is... It's not soup. It's a great... It's a thicker. It's yeah. thicker. So it's almost a like a poutine-level gravy, but it's not that thick. Is that...
0: That sounds right, I would say if chicken pot pie i i when I've made that or had that, that gravy is thick at the level of poutine, which yeah. is to say pretty thick, yeah, <clears throat> so this is in between chicken soup and chicken pot pie. It definitely is thicker than soup, um but uh it needs a bowl it it's liquid enough that it needs a bowl, but that yeah. actually works out really well um because the dumplings, the aforementioned dumplings. Are super um, easy and swelling and full and amazing and delicious and heavenly. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. And you say you have some right now? I do. There's some of the free- I have
0: four or five servings of chicken and dumplings in the freezer right now mm. because I had nothing but chicken and dumplings for the past two days, uh, and I I had to draw a line.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, line drawn. Yeah. Now it's time to move on to shepherd's pie. In yes.
0: Green. Well, I feel like I'm coming out of my comfort food desire. Although I, I have pasta out for tonight because I had a friend visiting and he left behind some pasta and I, I sort of did that thing you do. Right. I was like, okay, I have pasta. I have mm. a couple of cans of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I have some fresh basil. Yeah. Um, I have, un- do I have onion? I don't even have an onion. Mm. I have, um, what else do I have? Uh, I have some mozzarella cheese, uh, and I have some cottage cheese, oh. which is to say, yeah, there's sort of a baked manicotti totally. that's, that's coming together. Um, if I can get all those ingredients together. Yeah. So, yeah. And the question is, do I go to the store and buy some meat product to go in there or not? Sausage would be my favorite oh. <clears throat> or even better. Let's just go crazy. Cause I haven't had lunch yet. Yeah. Um, I could, so I have this pizza oven. Yeah. Th- with which you are familiar.
1: You haven't had lunch. It's, it's I, 4 PM.
0: Well, I know That's, yeah, good point. Yeah. I've been noshing though. So okay. I have this pizza oven and I have a cast iron pan. And so mm. I could, mm. uh, blacken some chicken. Um, like just get the <clears throat> cast iron smoking crazy yeah, hot. Yeah. And then get some spices, blackening spices, blacken the chicken. Uh and then add that to this pasta. Yeah, I'm just hungry, I think is the answer. I think we're talking
1: about, <laughs> we're talking ourselves up into I'm gonna as you continue talking, I'm just gonna door dash in. Um no, <laughs> did you So I have a question for you because you're, you're, you're creative in a million ways. And we'll talk about all those million ways as Mm. we get, as we have other, as we have more time, but when it comes to restaurant, what you choose to cook, Mm. do you, do you find that you, do you, some, I I used, my mother used to take us to restaurants that would cook things she would never make. Mm -hmm. And I tend to go to restaurants to try to find recipes, things that I want to make. And that they might do better, and mm. maybe I'll be inspired to do something oh, differently. Right so, no. what, what do you, how do you approach it?
0: The truth is, I most because I am single and I'm almost always cooking for myself. Mm. I typically approach recipes from the terms of what I can make in a large in large volume and then freeze. Mm-hmm. So, so for example, one of the one of the things I love is beef stew. Oh, but I don't make a lot of beef stew because potatoes often don't do well when you freeze them. So when you freeze potatoes that are in a stew or a soup, <clears throat> the, the sort of the, all the cells inside the potato that hold moisture um, burst when that water expands, yeah. and so the potatoes turn super mushy, which is not a bad thing. They don't lose flavor; they just lose their their structural integrity. So the chicken and dumplings, the dumplings are going to fare really well in the freezer. I make chili. That no, fares yeah. really well in the freezer. So in the freezer. So the the more elaborate recipes, that's kind of what that looks like. And again, cooking for myself, it's pretty rare <clears throat> that I will cook a multi-course meal. Mm-hmm. I usually, you know, it's it's something in a pot or on a pan or in the pizza oven. That right. I'm gonna eat it by itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, that said, I do sometimes get like I'll get a recipe for something, you know, some a baked good. Um, all of my bread recipes came about mm. that way. Um, a baked good or um, what was I thinking? Candy at the holidays. I tried some candy recipes. I'd never really done that before, but yeah. um, made some, some things that were really fun, kind of elaborate. But again, those are things that can be like, I can give away as gifts. Um, I can, just uh, <laughs> <laughs> the bar stools. Um, things I can give away as gifts are things that I can offer for a crowd.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I, I, I am inspired by the, uh, by, by the ideas and the, and, and what other people do. And when I say, what I want to say also is that I, I was, I, I had never baked anything before. Right. Uh, I, I just wasn't a baker and, and mostly because growing up I was taught that cooking is an art and baking is a science oh. and I was a terrible science suit. Oh, so I'm like, I know it is right. Cause there are exact measurements and things. You can be a little off, but not much. Like you really kind of have to be spot on. Um, <laughs> And, and I did, I did the COVID thing where I, I, I tried to learn a new language and I, I tried to pick up a new habit and the habit was, was baking and the language didn't happen, but I did continue uh, with, with baking. And, uh, for those of you who, uh, who, you know, for our listeners right now, um, Greg is an incredible baker. He is he is of of a level at which that we all aspire to. And I think that I think that we can bring the name out now. I would be the Padawan, and he would be O bread One Kenobi. O bread One Kenobi. O'Bread One Kenobi. that.
0: I need that T shirt now.
1: <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah. And uh, and because just the, the what you make and how you make it. How long did it? How long have you been baking? And then and then when did you hit that kind of that apex of where you figured kind of figured that all out yeah. like when
0: so i so i've been baking forever which is to say you know since i was a kid mostly because i like food and i like i like baked things and so i would say you know early baking experiences were you know bisquick you know recipe oh. stuff i'm a recipe guy all day long yeah and i i've made bread um I had a recipe for a sandwich loaf that I used to make relatively often that's good, soft white bread. Mm -hmm. Um, Made a lot of quick breads, I I think as lots of people do, you know, banana breads and zucchini breads and things like that. So non-yeasted breads. I really had not played around with yeast until the last, let's say, six or seven years um, that I started looking at yeasted breads. And then it was, you know, very formulaic, following a recipe and seeing what it does. The thing that I learned, for me anyway, is that I, I don't buy this idea that baking is a science because hmm. when I started baking sourdough bread, when I got my own starter <clears throat> uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, as many people did, and started baking sourdough bread, I found that many of the recipes just weren't right. Hmm. You know, And it had everything to do with temperature and altitude and relative humidity and all those things that we know influence baking. And I'm sure any real baker would be like, well, of course, you have to consider that. I didn't know that. I tend to be kind of literal. I tend to read recipes as if I can actually follow them. Yeah. Um, so I found that I have to recognize the dough as it proofs and, and decide based on that when it's done proofing rather than based on time. So all of the rest, you know, same with my starter. All, you know, when I, when I did the starter that, you know, all the things I read and the videos that I watched were like, feed the starter for a week and it'll be ready. Well, it wasn't ready in a week. It wasn't ready for three weeks. So it couldn't, wouldn't actually lift a loaf for three weeks. Hmm. Um, and then, it, and then I find that, that there's the number of people with strong opinions is remarkably high. Um <laughs> The, you know, the, is this just
1: with the bread community or oh in general? God.
0: Well, just with the sourdough community. Right. You know, oh, like, yeah. Like you can only ever feed your starter with whole wheat. Or you can only ever feed your starter with uh, organic flour. Or you can only mm. ever feed your – you know whatever. Anytime I've bumped into only ever, I've found that it's, it's wrong. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't hold yeah. water. So trial and error is the answer. And then the thing I do, which is perhaps less interesting – is um, once I find something that works, I kind of stick with it. So I've been making the same loaf of bread for myself for the past year and a half. Yeah, um, and it's you know it's this more or less the same proportion of flour, although it has everything to do with what I have in the house. Um, I use the same starter, and there's people who will talk about like my my starter is a hundred years old. No, it's not. Your starter is refreshing all the time. You're yeah. constantly discarding and using, and the you know there's it, it, microns of leftover starter from that that early stage. So right, yeah, right. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be lambasted for that, but I'm okay with that.
1: Well, you know, yeah. I, I worked at a, as a kid at a high school looking for uh, an excuse not to grow up. I was working at uh, different nice. jobs. Right, one of them was a pizza place. And their claim to fame was they had a sourdough starter for their pizza that was over 100 years old, or ni- it was 90 some odd right. years old. Uh, now the place is still around. It, yeah. Now, obviously, I'm older, so it's over 120, 130, yeah. or whatever. So, and uh, and that makes that made no sense to me at the time. Yeah, like, well, the mm, okay, there's some <laughs> continuity to it, sure, b- but not much.
0: Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's, there's math here, right? So if you, it, if it, if you make, so I'll use my own math. So when I make a loaf of bread, I use a hundred grams of starter that goes into the dough. So if I have, uh, and then, and then I try to keep anywhere between 10 and 20 grams that I feed that becomes starter for the next, for the next dough. Yeah. Okay. So then I, let's say I start with 110 grams of, uh, of starter. So on day one, so then I take a hundred grams out and I make a loaf with it. I leave 10 grams in. Well, then I add, Uh, 10 grams of flour and 10 grams of water. Um, So that's a relatively standard one-to-one-to-one ratio. And then I mix that up. So now I have, uh, of the 30 grams in there, um, 10 grams are the original starter, right? Right. Okay, so then I keep adding until I get to 110 again. So now I have 110 grams and I take 100 out to make another loaf of bread. Well, that means now I've probably got a tenth of... 10 grams, one gram left over. And, you know, I'm sure I'm making mistakes in the math, but I have a gram left over right. um, of the original starter from where I started. Well, then I add 10 grams and 10 grams and 10 grams. And I continue doing that and that it's 10 grams and then it's one grams, one gram, and then it's a tenth of a gram, then it's a hundredth of a gram. And in a relatively short period of time, the original flour and water and yeast that's part of your starter it's gone. It's gone. You've used it, yeah, and you're constantly refreshing it. So there's probably somebody smarter than me who can explain why that's just not true. And it's in fact Civil War era starter. I don't know. That seems creepy to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did they have th- better things to do in the Civil War? Goodness, I hope so. Than, than that, yeah. But well, it's fun. I like baking
0: yeah. bread, and I like eating bread. Um,
1: and do, it's fun. I learned yeah. something new
0: today, though. What's that? Um, I have a new. I have a loaf that I'm eating right now, as mm. I, I always am. Uh, and I had some sunflower seeds. Mm. And I thought, ooh, sunflower seeds and bread. I bet that's going to be great. What mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. do was fold it into the dough. By the way, that's what I should have done. Oh, yeah. I pressed them into the top of the okay. dough. Because I do that with sesame seeds very often, and it works out really well. Yeah. Sunflower seeds are too big. So that basically, every time uh, I pull the bread out of the refrigerator to cut a piece off, the seeds all fall off. So yeah. don't put seeds on the outside of your loaf. It that's has mine. to be folded in. <clears throat> I think it has to be folded in.
1: I want to go back for a second to... To your stew, I'm ready and for the that. potato, nice thing. Because I because I have a I have a thing that I do with that. Because I do freeze quite a bit, yes. And I I simply don't cook it with potatoes. Oh, and then I just when I make the stew, I cook potatoes in another pot, and then I pop them in. That's a brilliant so idea. I just it just makes it easier for me. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I do.
0: So then you're freezing the the stew without potatoes in it.
1: That's right. Yeah, it's got everything else. Everything else I found because when I because I, I found what oh. what you said. To to be absolutely correct, in, from my experience anyway. And it really becomes all the starch leaches out into the the stew. It becomes a very different consistency and taste, right? And then the potato just breaks down and it's yeah. a goop. Yeah. It's just goop. Uh, yeah, so I just uh, I just do it
0: separately. I really like that because <clears throat> the potatoes don't, as I think through this, potatoes aren't adding any particular flavor profile while you're cooking it. Right. Like, you know... If you're caramelizing any of your vegetables, even like the onions, you know, that's going to add to the flavor profile. So you, so I wouldn't want to add onions to stew later. Right. Um, but potatoes, I think they're there mostly because potatoes taste good. <clears throat> and they fill you up. And they fill you up. Yeah. Cheaper mm-hmm. than meat. Actually, that is probably why they're there. They're probably there because they fill it's, you up. It's a filler. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Nice. It's interesting. I like that. Yeah. All right. I yeah. might have to try that next time. Let's because see, I do enough. like that's beef stew. Oh, I love these. Although, again, we're coming out of—I mean, it's kind of cloudy, ish. Cloudy for Palm Springs right now. Right. Um, We're coming out of comfort food season, at least for me. So, um, I'm not sure what my what I'll be cooking in the coming weeks as it warms up into the 80s and such. Yeah, I'm.
1: I'm just terribly stressed out about life, so I have comfort food year round. It just. It's just too much. I get it. Yeah, I, totally get I can't it. control a lot, but I mm-hmm. can control my fork, mm-hmm. and so you know, I Mac can control cheese. my yeah. Mac, oh my god.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna be on. I'm on this pasta kick lately that is not gonna end anytime soon. Um, oh. The the shrimp macaroni and cheese was such a huge win yeah. that uh, I'm gonna have to do that again. I had these frozen shrimp I got from Costco, and oh, they're yeah. Peeled and deveined love it. and frozen and yeah. it made it really easy. So yeah, shrimp mac and cheese is on the list. That's the, yeah. one of
1: my favorite things. I love it because it's basically the cheaper than lobster mac and cheese. You're exactly. basically in the same idea, right? Exactly. I mean
0: that was the whole The point. shrimp and
1: the lobsters, they know each other. They're 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 fine. They taste about the same. Mm-hmm. Right. It, really any any of that stuff just tastes like whatever you're putting it with. That's right. why you have butter, because butter's right. delicious. Who eats lobster? Like a plain lobster roll is just a waste of both things.
0: Completely agree. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You made the statement, and I am this may surprise you. Maybe not. Um, I really like to bake bread. I don't eat bread. Mm, you will rarely me. see me with a sandwich. <clears throat> this really? breakfast that I made the, that I, I explained to you, this was for for Andrea and our son Bjorn. And um, you know, when it was time for me to eat, um, I think I had some, you know, warmed up roasted chicken in a bowl or something. Like it was some easy Really like my simple thing. I I don't care for bread. Now I do there are breads that I like, but I want them all by themselves. And like a really good oh. German brown bread. Oh. Just a, thi- a thin slice of it. Don't toast that thing. Don't, don't <gasps> touch it. Just take... I want to breathe that incredible molasses yeast life yes. in. And then just and just just take it little by little and just eat it. That That's how I like
0: it. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around the idea of someone who doesn't like toasted bread. Because... I like toasted bread more than some of my family members. Just like any <laughs> a slice of bread in the toaster. And I had my lunch. I did eat lunch today now that yeah. I think about it. Or maybe it was brunch. I'm not sure. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich around 11. Yeah, uh, And that was toasted bread with peanut butter and jelly. But always toasted. Always toasted. Well,
1: <clears> for <throat> the brown bread. Now, if I'm going to... Uh, ha- listen, if I'm, st- I'm back against the wall and I have first world problems and I have to have a it. sandwich. I yes. mean, so... <laughs> Yes. I, you know, if it's a sourdough. Yeah. Usually my, my breads that we have, if I haven't made it, it's frozen, right? Mm-hmm. We freeze it. It's a thing. So I got, you had to toast it. It's frozen. True. It's a piece of frozen bread. Uh-huh. Right? Point, I'm not going to wait. What is it? I'll, I'll be back in an hour for yes. my <laughs> room, my, my room, warm bread. Warm, <laughs> I,
0: squishy bread. That's
1: <laughs> it's perfect. perfect. So I'll toast it then. And then if I toast it, I actually don't want a sandwich then. I just want a little bit of jelly and butter.
0: Mm. Yeah. I, uh, I just like toast. Yeah. I like toasted bread with butter and jam, toasted bread with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, toasted bread with garlic and butter on it, uh, along with pasta, um, yeah. and on and on and on and on.
1: Well, I like pizza dough. I'm mm. going to say there are things that I do like. Yeah. Lo- I will, man. There's not a day I want one pasta. Like I, I, I love it. I, I love pasta, that. and I love I love exciting different shapes and noodles. Mm. Right. I just all like right. to see like how am I going to get this on my fork? This thing's crazy. How is yeah. this, you know, which, how's this picking up the sauce? What a, what a neat yeah. thing. Like all sorts of different shapes and and tastes. My and there are some non gluten, some gluten free noodles sure. these mm. days that are like rice or egg or yeah. egg noodles that are pretty
0: good. Right like, there. They're have great. you made now have you made pasta by, yes.
1: by hand? Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Um, that was one that was the first I think Bjorn was nine. It was our oh. first father son cooking lesson. Oh, it was, it was fun. in uh in, in San Jose in a little town called Willow Glen, and they had a, a a store right up the way and they and they had a little kitchen and you could take classes and we went up and we had a I think for Father's Day when that was what I wanted to do. We made pasta and mm. then you ate the pasta you made. And they were like, oh, This is exactly the fantastic. life I want. Yeah. This is great. So, so we made we made that. And I've made it a couple of other times. I so yeah. made it, you know, a
0: couple. I've made it several times and I one of the things I did I don't know what this was last year, I think. It was in Seattle and I had a friend over for dinner and uh I found that like from start to finish, which is to say when I get the flour out of the cabinet to when food is on the table, making fresh pasta wasn't that much longer than boiling Dry pasta. 100%. You know, sort of mix it up, get the dough ready. It rests on the fridge for a little bit. While it's resting, I made the sauce, take it out, roll it, cut it. I didn't even have a machine, rolled it with a rolling pin, cut it, and dropped it in. And it was magic. My friend was blown away. He's like, and it cooks for half
1: a minute. Oh, yeah. It cooks cooks for like a minute. A minute, and it's done. And it's and it's delicious, and you made it. So it's it's like dinner in a show, right? That you made, yes. and people get to watch you make this stuff. They're yes. like, "What are you doing with all that flour and egg?" That, <laughs> you make a, do you make the mountain and you, totally, uh, yeah, yep. a little volcano. and You drop the yep. eggs in all of that. Um, I, I was doing it the other day, or maybe a, we, we were here, so maybe a month yeah. and a half, two months ago. And I thought, oh, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make some, some pasta, and I did a thing and a thing, and I measured it out, and my, my and my volcano was too small, Ooh. and I just egg started coming out. And I'm like, and I'm doing the whole backward, <laughs> yes. getting the egg and the volcano readjusted, and yeah,
0: how do you? It does take some effort to sort of make all that come together. I'm gonna to try to evict the dog right now.
1: Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown is uh, uh, kind of famous in our neighborhood. He is uh, uh, a lab, chocolate lab. He is, and he is a uh, is he a rescue.
0: Sort of, well, sort of rescue. He had been a stud dog at a breeder, yeah. uh, and they stopped breeding with him, so they just gave him to me. So I don't think he was in need of rescue necessarily, but he yeah. was in need of a home.
1: A retirement. He's a yes, retirement dog.
0: He's retired, yes. Yeah. That's... His job used to be making puppies. Yeah. Now his job is to, I don't know, yeah. lay around. Well, food. you know what? He's earned it. He's what? He has earned it. He's earned Indeed. it. It's a lot of hard work. Th- they, uh, I, would, I would bet they bred with him for five years. I think he probably... Sired, I think that's the term. Sired, mm. probably two or three litters a year. So, there's okay. a lot of puppies out there. That's that are coming from Charlie Brown.
1: There's a lot out there. Yeah. Well, there's worse lives.
0: There are worse <laughs> lives. Yes. <laughs> Both the job and the retirement. And the job and that retirement. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. Right. These are just fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about pizza again, or f- some other part. I'm of thinking food about pizza now, right now, and I lost my point of view. I know. we're too. in your home. which Thank you again
1: for for hosting. It's Always. Beautiful a beautiful place because we have this. You have the best. Windows and view and it's light, kind of awesome. But I'm I'm facing you, which is always a delight. But just Thanks. past you mm-hmm. is your pizza oven. I'm mm-hmm. taking a look at this beauty.
0: Yeah, it's kind of epic, actually. It is. I, I think of it as uh, as magic beans. Uh, so mm. on on a couple days after my birthday, which is shortly after Thanksgiving, it was a mm-hmm. Saturday, and I went out to buy a grill because I don't have a grill, and I thought, you know. I live in Palm Springs. I have a patio. People have grills. That's what people do. They grill out. That's what they do. Right? Yeah. Even though I don't, really, I have not had a grill in years and haven't really used one. Well, I went looking for a grill and I looked at a few and none of them really spoke to me as, in a way that I expected. Um, found one that I wanted but couldn't find it in any of the stores I looked in. Uh, yeah. But the one store I looked in did have this pizza oven. Mm. And so I feel like you know I went off to make a responsible choice like Jack and the Beanstalk did. Yeah. Um, And instead of the responsible choice, I bought magic beans and brought them back uh, in the form of a pizza oven. And I will say, it has become the funnest thing because you guys were here and we made pizza. Oh, yeah. I think I've probably made about 30 pizzas so far. Oh, my God. And only one of those has been by myself. So it's become this Mm. great social thing that is really fun and the pizzas are really good, except for the ones that caught on fire. Those were less good. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I really enjoyed when you were explaining to us the toppings that cannot go on because mm-hmm. they're like little pizza bombs, fire bombs, fire bombs, yeah, and they just true.
0: explode or they catch a fire and they yep. ruin the whole oil-packed, sun-dried tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So far, yeah, uh, biggest fire bomb opportunity. Um, so that happened. We are at just because it's relevant. Thirty-two minutes. Thirty-two minutes. Thirty-one and forty-five seconds. In How about our podcast. that? How about uh, that? So I just wanted to call that out and see: Are we a thirty-minute podcast?
1: I think we're a thirty-minute podcast, and be. I think it's a. I think it's a good time to to stop and reflect and say so. and be uh, you know excited about what we've accomplished <laughs> what today. We've accomplished, we've created. We've, I mean, we've spoken out loud. We have about things that we enjoy. We have things we plans. like.
0: Yeah, and uh, and Andrew's coming over. Yeah. Okay. Just so tell us to stop. Okay, we're going to stop. Then. Okay.
1: So yeah, we're getting the stop button. No, we're getting the.
0: We're getting to think. because I have a tagline. Okay, now we're stopping. Uh, so, goodbye. This is Greg, signing you, off.
1: This is Jonathan, also signing off. You've been listening to Tasty Gents, a geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast. Ooh. That was Oh, dope. she did a good job with that. Tasty Gents. Tasty Gents.
0: That's the answer. Oh, my Thank gosh. you for tuning in to Tasty Gents this time. Oh, I'll well, tell you what.
1: <laughs> next time, I'm going to shower. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, cue jingle. Cue
0: jingle.
1: (inaudible) There it is.